Welcome to the IMTS Monthly Podcast Series, brought to you by the International Manufacturing Technology Show 2016. Okay. All right. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us this Thursday morning. Um, today we have a great webinar. The seven can't forget ingredients in your marketing messages. So thank you guys. We really appreciate all your support in our IMTS EDU program. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining. Um, my name is Rochelle Muckle. I am the Exhibitions Operations Coordinator at AMT for the IMTS show. And here we have um, Santa. Steve Miller, a.k.a. Kelly Stead. I actually have a hat upstairs, but I, I totally forgot about going to get that. I definitely should have worn it. <laughs> yes, we have Steve Miller here. So he's going to give you some valuable information today. So definitely pay attention and stay tuned. <laughs> pay attention. Yes. That's right. This is like in class. <laughs> and also, I just wanted to um, give you guys a little heads up. Um, since we appreciate your support from IMTS so much, we are offering IMTS posters. If anybody would, would be interested in having one, please feel free to email me, um, and I will definitely make sure that you get one mailed. And I will send out my email um, to all the participants so that you guys do have it. So just thank you, and I hope that you guys have a happy holiday. I'm going to turn it over to Steve. Happy holiday to you too, Rochelle. Thank you. And uh, tell everybody back at uh, back in D.C. or actually in uh, you're not in D.C. but you know yeah you're, you're exactly. <laughs> you know tell everybody um, happy holidays, New Year's, everything like that. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another uh, um, another one of our monthly IMTS EDU webinars. For uh, you know we primarily promote these to the attendees of the 2012 show, and we uh, we hope that you. Uh, um, uh, see, uh, what was it? Oh, that's right. You're putting up that note, aren't you? Yes. Okay. Well, first thing I want to do is I want to say, um, you know, ho, 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 and that uh, this is brought to you by IMTS 2014. Uh, and, uh, you know, boy, we are less than one year away from IMTS 2014. So we are now starting on the downslope, you know, and after this, uh, after this one, we're now going in into 2014, and uh, we'll be uh, boy, it'll it'll be here before you know it. So make sure you've got those dates on your calendar. Um, whoops, that's blocking the dates right now, isn't it? Let me just slide that over so it blocks McCormick Place. We 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 know where it is, right? Yeah, and uh, uh, September 8th through 13th in Chicago at McCormick Place, we'll have the hot air balloon and everything like that. So make sure you put that on your calendar. I don't know when registration will open, but of course we will make sure we contact you and let you know about yeah. all Actually, that. Actually, um, registration will be opening in February, everybody. Okay. Yeah. So there well, you have it. <laughs> then, then we will, and we will make sure we let everybody know because we want to yeah, make sure absolutely. everybody that was there in 2012 comes back 2014 and uh, bring your friends. So. Uh, so okay, so that you know, enough of the kickoff start. Let's uh, let's I mean kickoff stuff. Let's get right into this. This is one of the things about um, marketing that I always have a uh, problem with. And if you don't, uh, if, if you're new to seeing me, I've been a uh, I'm a marketing 
basically a marketing gunslinger. Uh, marketing and branding gunslinger. I work with corporations and associations on uh, helping uh, them to uh, separate themselves from the crowd profitably. And I've been working with uh, AMT and IMTS for over 20 years now, and uh, we've been bringing these uh, web these weekly these monthly webinars uh, to you uh, to help you uh, get more marketing uh, bang for your buck. That's what we want to do. And one of the issues that I often have with uh, marketers is that, and you know, and I hate to say this in a negative way because I don't mean it to be negative, but but really one of the um, one of the mistakes that we often make as marketers, I've made these mistakes myself, uh, and I try really, really hard to avoid them as much as I possibly can, is that we tend to think like marketers. Now, that, that might sound like an oxymoron there, uh, but really what it, what it means is that we tend to get into this marketing mode. You know, we put this marketer's hat on in our office, and we start we start thinking in you know in a in the marketing vernacular we, we you know we have marketing language you know we have marketing words we have all that sort of stuff we do things that marketers think are are smart are uh, uh, we we think are efficient quite frankly uh, when the fact of the matter is is that uh, you know we're we should not be thinking with a marketer's hat on what we should be thinking with is with our customers our prospects hat on you know and uh, and I'm using obviously holidays I'm using this as the example so you see see we don't wear their hat when we're thinking like a marketer we have to think like the customer as best as we possibly can and so very often you know you will see things you know you'll see advertising you'll see uh, marketing messages you know whether it's uh, whether it's a, a, a trade ad whether it's a direct mail piece whether it's a, uh, um, a trade show exhibit whether it's an email uh, a web page or anything like that, and they are mar they're really, really done from a marketing hat perspective, and we need to do them from a uh, customer's hat perspective. Now, uh, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Now, here is a here is an ad that I pulled out of a uh, uh, and oh by the way, you know I occasionally drink a cup of coffee here while I'm while I'm here. It keeps my uh, keeps me warm in Seattle and uh, keeps my throat wet. And moist while I'm while I'm talking to you too. Um, now here's an ad that I pulled out of a magazine in a different industry. But uh, and if you take a look at this, I mean, just just looking at this ad, in in my opinion, this ad is is a an ad designed by a marketing company. You know, whether it's an ad agency, a marketing agency, or or, or something like that. And it's and it's in marketing speak, and it's in corporate speak, and stuff like that. And I'm going to kind of come back to this ad, you know, occasionally. Uh, to uh, pull out pieces of it and, and, and talk about it and show you what I mean by that. Now, um, let, let's put it this see See, put your customer's hat on uh, and think of it this way. See, if I try to sell you something, and quite frankly, I am quite sure, I mean, even though we have the most registrants, we've, I, you know, I think we've been doing these uh, IMTS EDU webinars now for almost, a year, if 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 not a year, and you know we've been you know and it's slowly building up in the number of people who are registering and who are showing up. And this was this was by far the the biggest registration we we've, we've had so far. So I think we're getting a lot of people coming back, and I think that we're getting a lot of new people. Maybe maybe some of you are telling your friends, and we certainly hope that you do. Um, but you know, in the beginning, you know, we didn't have that many people show up. You know, 20 or 30 people in the very first very 
uh, first, you know, now we, you know, we're getting a couple hundred, and and hopefully by the time IMCS rolls around, we'll have a lot more. But you see, I think part of the reason why it takes a while to 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 pick up steam for something like this is that there's this perception uh, from us that oh, you know, somebody's uh, uh, oh, they're promoting a webinar to us. Oh, you know what? They're probably trying to sell me something. And, and you know, we're all naturally skeptical, uh, and we kind of put that, um, you know, that, 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 uh, that force field in front of us so that we are protecting ourselves from those people who are just trying to sell us something, okay? But the fact is, is that as marketers, we're trying to sell people something too. And uh, so, so, See, if I were to try to sell you something, the natural thing would be for you to resist. That's the natural thing. And so we have to understand that when we are going out and marketing to people. So like, for example, you see, um, uh, you know, and we might try and do cute things. We might try and do things that we think are really, really smart, or we might think that they're very intelligent or, or uh, uh, great marketing messages or something like that. When on the other side, the person who's wearing the customer's hat says, you know what, no, you're just trying to sell me something. And the, the bottom line is, is that in their mind, in their, the perspective of the prospect is that if it looks like a duck, if it uh, walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, if it smells like a duck, it's a duck. So we have to always keep in mind that, the, that our prospects are no different than we are. You know, that they have a natural skepticism towards any marketing messages that we are sending out there. And that there are marketing messages being sent, much like that one I just showed you, that really from the corporate, from that, the, whoever that corporation is, see, they, somebody planned that message. Somebody planned that, that graphic and that design thinking that that was a really, really good a, a, a good ad that was part of their marketing plan, their marketing campaign. Uh, to talk to their customers. And if they had taken that hat off and gone out and said to a customer, here, help me, I want you to look at this ad, tell me what we're, you know, uh, you know, would you read this, would you buy this, what would you do with this, uh, that the customer would look at that and say, I, you know, I don't, I don't have any idea what you guys are doing here. So, uh, um, so you see, we have to make sure that we're, we're getting away from this stuff. One of the most important things that we need to understand is that if we want to put the customer's hat on, then really what we want to do is we want to get into their head. Because in every prospect's mind, they are asking this question. You know, why should I buy from you versus every other option available, including doing nothing or whatever I'm already doing? So not only do you have to get their attention, you have to get, you know, you know, get them to pay attention to you, you have to get them, you, you have to look for people who are looking for you, who are looking for the types of, uh, of, uh, of, of um, information or the types of products that you have, the types of services that you have, uh, and uh, you uh, really want to get into that customer's mind. And uh, uh, so when we look at an ad like this, I don't think that that company is getting into the customer's mind. Now, I should point out that, you know, right down underneath me here, you'll see that there is a Q&A section. If you do have a question, um, you know, for me, go ahead and type it in there. I'll do my best to pay attention to the questions uh, while I'm going along in here. 
Uh, and if I can answer them while I'm going, then I will. If I don't, I promise you I'll have a Q&A sec uh, section at the end, and we'll get we'll get everybody's questions answered for you. So, like I say, when we are, when, you know, if we're looking at it from this perspective, of we're in, you know, in we want to join the conversation in the customer's mind, you know, then is this really doing that? Well, no. You see, the the idea that how the world is wired is a very clever. Uh, it might be a very clever slogan for uh, um, uh, you know that these company this company thinks is is clever, but what does it have to do with the customer? Okay, so I'm going to share with you what I would call the seven can't forget ingredients. Now it doesn't necessarily mean that every single one of these things uh, is uh, um, is uh, uh, you have to do in every single piece, okay? But the more that you can include and the more you can involve in all of your communications with your marketplace, the better your response is going to be. Um, I've already got a comment. You know, this is a good question here. Somebody asked me, uh, can I send you an ad to analyze? And the answer is, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll have to do it offline, obviously. I won't be able to do it during this, uh, this program. But um, but I'm happy to do that. I'm I'm happy to, uh, to take a look at some things that you're doing. Um, but here, but you know what? You after this program is over with, you might be able to actually go back and and analyze it yourself. So let's look at this. And and that's what I would encourage you to do is that after this program is to go in, uh, and um, you know and do that. Right? Is to analyze your, yourself. Exactly. You know, Bill Bill makes a comment. I don't see any call to action in there, and that's certainly one of them. Right? That's one of the things that, that we have to be paying attention to. Uh, you know, I talked about that a lot last time. But here, let's start with number one. Okay, number one ingredient to me is what's the big promise? What is the big promise that you are making to your prospect? Um, See, if we look at this and we say, okay, what's the big promise? Well, typically the big promise in, in an ad, for example, is the headline. All right? Now, the, the headline, the big promise is something where, where when, um, whether it's an, an email subject line, that's the headline. Uh, whether it's an article that you're sending to people, you know, you know, what's the headline? Whether it's an ad, you know, what's the headline? And that headline is it needs to be a big promise because the person has to say, hey, number one, they're talking to me. Number two, oh, that piques my interest. I need to keep on reading, all right, because we're joining the conversation in their mind, right? And see, so their big promise is how the world is wired. Well, what's that got to do with me? See, if I'm, I'm a prospect out there, what does that have to do with me? Here's another one from the same, you know, this actually, these actually came out of ads in a trade magazine. Pardon me while I take another drink. You know, here's one. Okay, exceptional quality, unmatched support, no matter how or where you look at it. See, this gets back, this gets back to that thing where, and, and I think I've asked you guys this before, is why, why do people do business with you? And uh, and, and, and quite frankly, if I asked you to write it down, I can tell you, I can, I'm Karnak the Great, right? I can tell you what you wrote down. You write down, we have great products, you know, we have, I mean, we have great quality, we have uh, great service, we have good pricing, okay? That's what we write. And that's what we say is why people do business with us. But the fact is, is that everybody says that. So, like, here's a great example of that. See, these people think, oh, ex exceptional quality, unmatched support. You know what? Everybody else is saying that. So that's a so what you know, uh, um, you know, headline there, and and it's it's not really a big promise. You know, here's another one. You know, uh, your ultimate choice for the road ahead. Now, in the same trade magazine, there's another ad, and it says performance and durability for the road ahead. Okay, what's different about these people, and why should I be? And, and what's the big promise? 
You know, the answer is to all of these things is, is you know, so what? That's, that's really what it is. Email subject lines. I'm going to share with you some email subject lines that I have received myself from companies in the last couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, one is, you know, and I've, I've X'd out the, the name of the company because I'm afraid it might be, you know, in the manufacturing technology world. But, you know, here's, here's an email subject line. This is, and the headline of an, email, of an email is why I will open the email, all right? See, let's think about this. When we send emails to people and we, when we send an email blast out there, you know, take your marketer's hat off, okay, because we think email is fabulous because it's free and we can blast it to a million people just by pushing one button. Gee, we are great marketers. No, you know, we're just great blasters is what we are. Uh, because number one, why take, take the marketer's hat off on? Uh, take the marketer's hat off, put your customer prospect hat on yourself. Think about when you go to your email, okay? The number one thing you do when you go in and check your email, number one, who is it from? Okay, and if it's somebody that you know, and probably somebody who you trust, you will automatically open and read that, regardless of what the headline, uh, what the headline is, the, the the subject line is, right? If that does, if it's not from somebody that you know, then you read the subject line, and if the subject line has no interest to you, you delete it. All right, so. If you see something that says updated something products and pricing, does that make you does that interest you? Probably not. Okay. Or what about you know magnetic filtration and precision grinding equals perfect marriage? Mm, I don't I don't see it. Okay. Parts check and wheelers growing together. This is in the uh, you know, and and I mean so what? I mean it's nice that 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 you know they think this is important, but it's not important to me. So uh, you know these are where the big promises are made. See, who cares when you say stuff like this? You know, who cares? You care, the uh, ad agency cares, maybe upper management cares because they say, oh, we feel good about how this is going. I don't care, all right? The only reason I'm using marketing is to make money. That's the reason I'm using marketing. That's what it's all about. And if I can't connect the dots and if I can't urge people to respond uh, and, and take action, then I'm not accomplishing anything. See, our objective is to join the conversation going on in their head, okay? Why do people, what do people want and why should they care? So a big promise includes this stuff, okay? You know, what keeps him awake at night? What is it, what is it that, that is, that, that, you know, what is that person tossing and turning about at night saying, man, I wish I had a solution to this? What is a person's typical day like? Uh, it, you know, it compels the reader to continue to go to the next step. It's like re it's like when you read a newspaper or you go through flip through a magazine. Okay, the first thing you do is you read that headline, and if that headline does not compel you, you go look for another article. All right, that's what a that's what a big promise is doing because that headline is the big promise. Uh, you know, um, it piques their interest. It piques their interest. It creates a sense of urgency that I got to find out right now. Okay, I'm not going to put this aside and come back to this later on. I need to go look at this right now. Uh, and it does not mislead. Okay, you know, people will say, so, you know, it, it, it's interesting because, um, you know, I was reading a, 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 a newsletter the other day where somebody had written in to the publisher of this newsletter and had said, you know, I really get a high uh, response rate uh, when I call.
somebody's office and I leave a message that says, um, you know, this is Steve, hi, this is Steve Miller um, calling you about an IRS situation. Please call me back. All right. Well, the guy's not from the IRS. The guy is a tax uh, um, specialist who helps people supposedly to save money off of their taxes. But you see, that message, while he says, oh, man, that's really awesome, you know, uh, that they 100% of the people call me back. Well, I would bet that not 100% of the people are happy with him once they find out that really all it is was, is that he's trying to sell them something. See, he's misleading them. Um, oh, and, and I'm sorry, Aaron, will I send a copy of the presentation? Um, and uh, absolutely, well, what we will do, I, what I will do is I will give you a, a, a link at the end or I'll tell you where you can go, and I will send you not only um, an, where, the arc, where the video of this is archived, but also the, the, the visuals. So yeah, you can pay attention. You don't have to write everything down. I thank you for asking that question, uh, Aaron. Um, and uh, um, so uh, that guy is misleading, and I don't want, I, I, and, and when, when you're misleading, well, quite frankly, you're going to have some unhappy people out there. So you know, make sure that you that you have some type of big promise that is relevant, congruent to the people that you're talking to. Number two, the second ingredient: make sure that you have that your message matches your market. Okay. So, like for example, I got this uh, email from a friend of mine. Now, just take a quick look at it, and and uh, now I say a friend of mine. Now, this is a friend of mine who has who has now gone into the finance, you know, uh, um, you know, insurance business. And uh, um, you know, and he's he's going after his buddies and stuff like that. But here, but here, as you know, I try to bring a financial brief to the attention of my my clients and friends every month or two. Many are life issues that put off, uh, you know, maybe too late. Hope you take a quick look at the following financial topic. Okay, now, if this came from somebody who was not a friend of mine, delete. All right, because it because you know what, it doesn't match the conversation going on in my mind. He hasn't done anything to pique my interest. He hasn't done anything to to address. You know, you know what is important about this to me. So you see, this, think about this. The basics of a great message are: th this is really the simple stuff. Okay, here's who we are. Here's here's what we've got for you. Here's why it's important to you right now. And here's what to do right now. All right. This is this is this is the essential message in that, that you should be thinking about as you are planning your marketing messages out there is you are telling them who you are, what you do, and what you've got, but why is it important to them? And it has to and and that way, if it's important to them, if it's important to them, then they will pay attention. If it's not important to them, then they will move on. And that's okay. That's okay. You know, one of our one of our toughest jobs as marketers is to also help people eliminate themselves because we shouldn't be wasting time on people who really are not qualified prospects. I mean, there's, there, there's basically two types of things. When you think about lead scoring, for example, is what is a qualified prospect? There are two parts to a qualified, having a qualified prospect. Number one is the demographics of that, of that prospect. You know, what type of business do they have? How big is their business? Maybe how many employees do they have? Maybe where they are located. Uh, you know, what is the... Uh, uh, position of the person that you're talking to? Do they have the authority? Are they involved? Are they somewhere in the loop of the decision-making process? These are all demographic questions that we can answer. You know, we can go out and find lists of people who fit the profile of our demographics, but that's only half of, of finding a qualified lead. 
The other half is the interest level. Okay. See if see you know the old phrase "find a need and fill it" is actually bogus because you see we think everybody needs us, but the fact is not everybody agrees with that statement. And we could find somebody who totally, like, like for example, I was working with a, a client a couple of weeks ago, and you know, a corporate client, and we were outlining some of the uh, the, the definitions of their demographic uh, profile, and uh, and and you know, we came up with this list, this this uh, you know, of what the perfect this avatar of what the perfect prospect would be. But you know what? We could go out and we could find somebody who fits that profile, but that that customer or that prospect is absolutely married to their competition, right? That, that they, are, they are just, um, they're in bed with their competition. They have, they have they're 100% committed to that competition. And, um, uh, you know, and so their interest level is basically zero. Now, I can go out there and I can try to convince them all day long, you know, that, uh, uh, that they should be working with us. But until they are dissatisfied with, the way they are currently doing things, they're really not going to. They're not going to have any interest in us. So we have to. We have to find somebody who is both demographically qualified as well as interest qualified for us. And if they are not, we want to move on because we want to find the people who fit that profile. Um, let's see. There's a question. You know, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Laura. I had the number up at the beginning of the program. I don't have time to put it up right now. Uh, sorry about that. Um, but um, and so number three. Number three, you know, I mean, number two, obviously, make sure that your your message matches your market. Okay. Uh, number three is all copy reads like a salesman talks. So, in other words, what I'm saying is, copy is conversational. It's not corporate speak. See, let's go back to my my little ad here, for example, and uh, you know, and I and let's pull out that copy down there in the, the kind of near the bottom and let's let's see what this says here okay the the intermotor brand has built its reputation by engineering and distributing a full line of genuine uh, you know important import parts parts that are unrivaled for quality original look fit form and function but we don't stop there our goal is to achieve excellence by by pushing for the plus the extra details that are sure complete satisfaction Add unmatched coverage for all, and we can safely say, well, you know, I mean, you safely say what? I don't, I, I'm not going to get past this, you know, because this is corporate speak. That's what this is. Does this have anything to do with what's going on in my mind? No. All right? Nothing to do with what's going on in my mind. Now, here's something that I pulled out of an ad uh, um, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and, uh, that, and this one is all about a guy who's selling, you know, how to be a better golfer. Okay? Now, let's read this. All right. If you've ever wanted to drive a golf ball with the explosive velocity of a howitzer cannon, adding half the length of a football field to your tee shots alone while hitting all your fairways and greens with masterful precision, then this will be the most important message you've ever read. Here's what this is all about. My name is Dr. Michael O'Leary, and until very recently, I was your basic hacker. I had a love-hate relationship with golf. Some days I'd be driving like a pro, maybe flirting occasionally with par, while the next afternoon, my game would go all to hell. I swear I've stood at the end of the lake holding my bag overhead, one emotional hair trigger away from tossing the whole mess and never stepping up to another ball the rest of my life. Now, look at that. Now, this is very, very conversational, isn't it? 
Uh, it's very, very conversational. It has action words in it. It's not corporate speak, but let's also take a look at this. Number one, if you're a golfer, you might look at this and say, hey, I'm a golfer. I want to drive it. You know, I want to get another 150 yards out of my, or another 75 yards out of my drive. How's he going to do that? Who is this guy? You know, and you want to keep reading this, right? Because he's made a big promise. You know, you know, this is the most important message you'll ever read. If this is, if this is who you are, if this is who you are, then the, this is what you want to read. If this is not who you are, he's basically saying you can stop reading now, and you can keep on, and you can keep on going. Now, so, so. So, so let's go back, okay? The, so what I'm saying is all copy reads like a salesman. It's conversational. It's, it, it, it's like somebody is standing there talking to you in person. And a lot of action words, a lot of, I mean, you can almost see this guy just gesticulating, you know, while he's talking. And then that takes us very neatly into the fourth ingredient, is that it's all about you. And when I have you in here, I'm not, gonna about, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the word you. See, for example, let's go back to that first, you know, my, my first example there. You know, the inner motor brand, reading this, okay. How many times is the word you used in, these, in this copy? And the, ans the answer is none. All right. Our favorite word is our, is our name. Okay. Our favorite word is our name. Our second favorite word when somebody's talking to us is when they say, "Well, you can do this. You can benefit from this." Let's take a look at the first paragraph, the first sentence in that other example that I was showing you. How many "us" does he have in there? One, two, three. Whoops, that one got shifted, and that one got shifted. Um, but it's right there, right to the right of that. It's it's right. Where's my where's my arrow? Here's the word. You right, you are right there. So four times in the first sentence, this 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 guy is already using the word you because he's talking to you. All right. So you know, so you want to talk from the prospect's perspective. Whoops, I guess I better get rid of that arrow there. So like I said, the word you is the second most favorite word. It's actually more. It it, it means more to people than the word free does. The word you because I'm talking to you about your situation, your problem, your concerns, what's keeping you awake at night, what's stopping you from being more productive, what's stopping you from being more more profitable, what is that? It's not what you sell. Now we're kind of getting into sales and marketing 101 here, but I hate to say it, you know, I have to remind people of this stuff, all right? It's what what you sell does for your customers. So what am I talking about here? Basically, I'm saying, yeah, you can talk about the features. That's what it does. But why is that important to you? All right? Because I want to join the conversation going on in the prospect's mind. So the word you is very, very important. See, you know, it, you know take a look at this. You know, when we talk about the headline, the promise, all this sort of stuff, you know, what, what, you know, what message are we taking away from this stuff? See, uh, you know, here, you know, here's an ad here. Experiential marketing by experienced marketers. Wow, okay, the ultimate driving machine. It's about you. If you are looking for the ultimate driving machine, if, you, if you're that type of person, then this is about you. Um, that other one is not. Now, the fifth ingredient, and this is, this is, you know, you know, we have these like corporate ads, like the one that I'm talking about, or we have other marketing pieces that just simply jump right straight to the sale. 
You know, we just we just go in and we're, and we're just asking for the order right out of the box. When the fact is is that, is that sometimes the customer doesn't want or the prospect doesn't want to just jump to the sale. Now I talked about this last month in in the content marketing program, and I'm going to show you the same slide I showed last month. See, what, what we tend to do is we tend to look at it like, okay, we want to get that prospect from, you know, from up here, find my little arrow again, we want to find, you know, take our prospect, and we want to get them to the sale right away. That's what we want to do. But the prospect doesn't want to do that. The prospect wants to go through some different steps along the way, because, because it's too big of a leap. For the prospect to go all the way, and so instead of ha instead of going straight to the ma macro conversion, which is the sale, we have to go. We we often have to go through smaller steps, you know, that I call the mini conversion steps, to get them to kind of get on our side, to kind of start to develop that relationship with people. You know, we talk about uh, that. The purpose of business is to create and maintain long-term customer relationships. Does that make sense? I, I would think it does. We want to we want to create a relationship. We want to keep a relationship. Okay, but it's the relationship that we're talking about. Now, when should we go? When should we try to begin that relationship? Well, we should start it immediately, even before we get the sale. We don't want to build a relationship after the sale. Build a relationship before the sale. So, what are the steps that we can start to do between where that prospect is right now, all the way to ultimately getting that macro conversion of the sale? What are some of those steps? So, you know, for example, some, some steps can be that in there, and, and, and like Bill correctly pointed out, they had no CTA, no call to action in that ad I was showing, you know, about wire, the world is wired or whatever it is or some, something like that. See, they could have a call to action in there that, said, that says, oh, we have a free white paper for you. We have a problem-solving video for you, or we're going to have a free webinar for you that is going to help address your concerns. Okay, all you have to do is go, you know, is either click this link and go register, or click, or or go to this uh, web page, this landing page, and uh, sign up. Uh, you never want to take them to your home page. You want to take them to a specific page that's just for that. Uh, and offer them something that number one is giving them something. It's helping them to make that commitment that, that you have a call to action. Gets them to make that commitment. You're starting to build that relationship, a mini conversion to get them on your side. And you're offering them valuable content. You know, like I said last month, we talked about. Um, I talked about content marketing. The whole program was about content marketing. And if you did not see that. Or if you did and you want to go back and watch it again, just go to imtswebinars.com slash content, and you can watch that and also download all the, video, all the visuals and things like that for, uh, on, on that page uh, and, uh, uh, you know, and get more information about mini conversions to macro conversions. Number six ingredient is where's the proof? Where's the proof? You're going to make claims to me about how cool your product is, how great your company is, um, but where's the proof? You know, you you are supposed. It, it, it's like uh, I, I remember back in the days when I had a real job and I was trying to sell my my company's products to somebody, and I was t I was just talking about how great the our products were, which they were. They were awesome products. <laughs> I remember this one buyer sitting back and he said, you know, Steve, you're supposed to tell me that your products are great. Who besides you? says that your products are great. 
you know, and, and that's a really, really excellent question. See, so for example, like here in this, in, in the uh, um, managed provider, uh, 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 managed service provider industry, you know, where they take care of your, you know, your IT, you know, they take care of your uh, computers and your up, you know, your uh, internet and everything like that. Um, Easy Solution is a very, very successful company. Now, here's the interesting thing, okay, like it says, they do web design, computer support, internet marketing, that type of stuff. Uh, but look at what they're doing. Number one is they're offering information in their upcoming seminars. These are free seminars and webinars uh, that they offer to prospects and customers, anybody who wants to sign up for it. But if you, if you, uh, if, if you go to their web page, and I wasn't able to put the, the, the entire web page on this picture, but, but here's, here's what's right below that. Okay, right below that is a picture of Tom the owner of the company, and he, he has a couple of things in here that, that provide preponderance of proof as to why they are the, the, the choice that you want to make. Number one is he has written two books. You know, books and articles, uh, um, you know, embed a, a, a position of authority in you. See, Tom is now a published author. Oh, my gosh, he must know what he's talking about, right? So you can get a free copy of his book. But at the same time, on every single page of their website, they have videos, testimonials, client testimonials uh, um, on every single page. Don't take our word for it. See what our clients have to say. The Independent Distributors Association, just a trade association, was smart enough to figure out that if they want to get new members, well, the best way to get new members in their association is to have old members, not old members, but current members, talk about how great the association is. So they have testimonials on their pages, too. So what are you doing to prove to me that the claims you're making you know, when you tell me you've got these features and here's why the, and the benefits, here's why this is important to you, uh, um, uh, and here's proof. You know, here don't take my word for it. Here's what our clients have to say about it. And this that that marketing message is very very powerful. It really needs to be embedded into all of your marketing campaigns. Is is to have that in there. And the seventh ingredient is remove the risk. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. Every time a new relationship gets started between a buyer and a seller, okay, one of the two is going to take an assumed risk that is bigger than the other one. And frankly, that is the customer. Okay? The person who's writing the check is, is taking an assumed risk that what they're buying is exactly what you are promising. So. What do we have to do to remove that risk? One of the, that's one of the hardest reasons for people to overcome uh, to make a decision to buy your stuff is because, they're, is because they're saying, you know what, man, I just, you know, there's a risk. There's a risk in that. Now let's go, in, let's go into uh, the world that we're all, all very familiar with, all right, the consumer world. The, the, the world of going out as consumers and buying products. There are lots and lots of places that we can go buy clothes and clothing accessories and that type of stuff. Um, but why is Nordstrom so successful? Well, they're not only successful because of the culture that they have in their company, but they're successful because we know that Nordstrom backs up their sales. And they back up their sales forever. Like, for example, my daughter... Uh, um, had a pair of shoes that she bought at Nordstrom a few years ago, and every time she wore the shoes, 
she said they hurt her feet and they were uncomfortable. But she liked the types of the type of shoes they were, but those uh, the style. But that, was, that particular pair she didn't care for. So she went in to Nordstrom, and she was kind of telling the story to the saleswoman, and she was buying a pair of shoes. And the saleswoman said, please bring those shoes back. And my daughter said, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I, I bought those several years ago, and I've worn them several times. And the woman said, no, we want you to bring them back because every time you put those shoes on and they hurt, you think of Nordstrom. Nordstrom said, no, it's not a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's not a one-year money-back guarantee. It's a money-back guarantee. And in addition to that, Nordstrom has helped create a myth in the world about this, a myth. Now, like I said, I mean, what do they sell? They sell clothing, clothing accessories. You know, that, they don't sell housewares. They don't sell kitchenware. They don't sell furniture, you know, like other department stores. They, they're pretty focused in what they sell. But there is a myth. There is a story that goes around about Nordstrom, and I'm sure many of you have heard the story. And the story is, is that supposedly a man at, you know, went back to the Anchorage, Alaska store and said, I want to return this set of tires. Nordstrom, has, they have no automotive products, right? Now, the myth is that the manager of the store said, fine, we'll give you your money back, okay? Which, which reinforces this, oh, my gosh, these guys, they, they, will, they will back up anything, right? Even to the point, the, the customer is so important to them, even to the point where a guy can bring a set of tires in and, we can, and, and they'll, they'll give you your money back, right? Now, I used to consult for Nordstrom, and let me tell you something. I was never able to, in every conversation with any of the presidents, nobody would ever confirm or deny that this story is ever true. So you can take that for however you want, however you want. Is that story true? Maybe, maybe not. And there are also many, many stores, you know, grocery stores, uh, other, other stores that we shop at that will have, say, a double your money back guarantee. And why are these companies, why are companies like Nordstrom and these other companies successful? Because they are removing the risk. How often have you or, or your, your spouse or your children, you know, gone, you've gone into, say, Nordstrom, and you've bought some. You, you you've bought something, and you said, you know, I'm not really sure that this is gonna that I'm gonna really like this, or anything. And you know, and and either you know in your mind, or the salesperson reminds you and says, says, you know what, you can always bring it back. You know, you could just go home, try it on, wear it, and if and if you don't like it, bring it back. And we go ahead and buy it. All right. But you see, in the business world, it's very very rare. Now. I will see. I will ask companies. I will say now, do you back your products? Do you back your services? You know, 100%. If somebody's not happy, will you give them their money back? And almost every single person will say, Yeah, of course. I mean, if they're not happy, and they are, uh, and they are dissatisfied, we will of course give them their money back. And I say, Well, why don't you promote that? All right. We we get in this we get this head that people in our head that everybody's going to do that. You know, we're it's going to cost us money. It doesn't. All right, a money-back guarantee. You know, yes, thank you, Aaron. You're talking about uh, uh, you know Zappos. You know, is another great example. You know, with uh, you know that you can you know you will buy. Uh, how many of us that have purchased from Zappos bought, bought some shoes? Is we'll go online and we'll buy two or three or four pairs of shoes. We'll we'll try try them on. We'll keep two pair and return the other ones. All right, because that's the guarantee that they've got. So what kind of risk reversal are you providing for people that is out loud, that is part of your messaging, part of, maybe even part of your big promise, 
that that people are going to say, "Wow, that that tips it into making you know helping me make that decision." So think about your marketing messaging. Number one of the seven ingredients. Number one, you know, is what is your big promise? What is the big promise you're making to them? That you have number two a message to market match. Number three, all copy is conversational. It's, it reads like a salesman talks, that you use the word you. You are talking to you, the, the prospect and the customer, uh, in, in your messaging, that you are looking for micro-conversions that will be steps towards making the sale. You're getting them on the conveyor belt. You're not just trying to get them to take that giant leap that for a lot of people is just too hard to make. Uh, you are providing preponderance of proof that your products or your services live up to the claims that you are making and that you have some type of risk reversal. Now, what I would suggest is that you can go back now. You can pull out your ad campaigns. You can pull out your marketing messaging. You can pull out all the stuff that you've been doing, and you can go in and you can say, are we offering any of this? Are we offering the big promise? Are we, off are we actually you know, matching message to market? You can go through and, and analyze yourself you know, uh, on, on whether you're accomplishing this or not. But so many times, like I say, whether it's email or uh, um, websites or trade ads or when I'm walking through a show like IMTS and I'm look, walking by an exhibitor, you know, and they're, and they're doing stuff, and I'm going, I have no idea what they're selling or why I should stop and talk to them. Uh, and that's actually a big complaint from a lot of attendees at, at shows. So that's the seven must you know must have ingredients uh, that that you should be paying attention to. Now, what questions do we have uh, from you? In the meantime, while while it, while I'm asking you for for your questions, let's see where am I? I want to I want to uh, tell you that next month the presentation that I'm going to be doing is about copywriting. Now, this one is huge. I'm going to tell you something. Of all the presentations I've given, uh, and uh, if there was one that I would say that you absolutely should be at, you should have anybody in your marketing department there. You should tell your friends. You should tell your mother. You should tell it. This is the one because copywriting is, is the number one skill that you can learn uh, because that's all about messaging. And, and it doesn't matter whether you are actually the person doing the copywriting or whether you have a staffer doing the copywriting or whether you have an ad agency doing the copywriting for you. You need to understand the power behind good copywriting and what makes good copywriting. Okay? The more you understand it, the better you can either do it or you can, you can uh, uh, look, look over it. All right? You can sign up right now, imtswebinars.com slash copywriting. You can register for that program next next month right now. And, uh, and if you have any questions for me, if you still want to send me an ad for me to, to, me to, for me to look at, because I'm really just going to look at it, and I'm going to go through the seven, the seven ingredients that I shared with you. Uh, and, uh, 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 and I'm going to uh, 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 come back to you with that. And I will be brutal. I will be brutal. Uh, let's see. For example, you are acquiring attendees <laughs> for IMTS. How do you reduce the risk? Ooh, good. So you're talking about bringing the attendees to the show. Well, how do you reduce the risk? That's a great question. Um, and uh, and I have I have ideas about that. You know, if uh, if you guys really want to talk about it, um, but uh, I think that part of reducing the risk for trade shows, short of actually saying, okay, we'll give you your money back 
you know, and, and, you know, but but there's really no no money other than the money they're spending on coming, the, the, traveling to the show and everything like that. Part of reducing the risk is going in and saying, okay, here's we're going to analyze how much does it cost you to come to the show, uh, and and it's not only just hard costs, but it's also say opportunity costs, the soft costs, the intangible costs that somebody has to leave their office or leave their shop or leave their business for two or three days and what are they losing from that as well and it might be that uh, when you put the two together the hard costs and the intangible costs uh, and I'm just going to throw a number out let's just say somebody says oh it, it's it, this is going to cost me five thousand dollars to come well in part of removing the risk from that is for me to say okay if you come to the show if you, if you do this if you do this, if you do this, if you do this, then you will uh, you will generate ten times your 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 investment, okay? And and that's a that's a big promise, and it's sort of doing a risk reversal. Uh, um, you know, I understand that it's difficult to do a risk reversal when they're really not paying you to come to the show. So you look for other ways to do that. Uh, but that's a that's a great question. Um, any other questions we have right now uh, um, while I'm waiting? Again, you have questions, send them to me at steveattheadventure.com. Please go look at my blog, twohatmarketing.com. I just posted a great video, uh, a promotional video that was done by WestJet Airlines. Some of you might be familiar with that. Uh, if you have not seen it, I would suggest that this, this be your, your five-and-a-half-minute uh, Christmas holiday uh, um, video watch that, that you go watch. It's a tremendous promotion by WestJet Airlines. Um, and uh, thank you, Jeffrey. I agree. Yeah, it's, it was, it's a great, great uh, um, promotion that they did. Um, and I don't see any other questions. So we're going to wrap this up. I don't want to keep you guys here any longer than we absolutely have to. This is my daughter, Kelly. Playing golf at Portland State University. I am Steve Miller, better known as Kelly's dad. Just remember, you got to be different from everybody else, different in superior ways. So, what's what's making you different? What's making you better? I hope I see you next month. Hope you tell your friends. Thank you very much. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye.